When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week. Uh, it's hard to believe we are in the last week of October. We're heading into the Halloween, Halloween weekend. I mean, it's hard to believe how the month of October has gone by. We want to welcome all the new listeners here to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. You found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. And it's uh, through you that we continue to grow and provide content that helps you to move you, you personally, and your business forward when we thank you for being here each and every week. Uh, also, you can find us on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. That is Sustainable Success 2017. We encourage you to check us out there where you'll be able to listen to many of our great guests that we've had on over the years, uh, sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help move your business and personal life to the next level. Check us out again at Sustainable Success 2017 on Facebook. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. This is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from around the world. This could be for colleges, universities, could be for prior companies you worked for, fraternities, sororities, you name it. A great way and an authentic way to reconnect and meet new people and perhaps land your next job opportunity or business venture. Uh, check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about the five steps to putting the social back in sales. Yes, we're talking about the social back in sales. And we're going to be graced today by Patty Farmer. And before I bring her on, I'm going to give you a brief background about her. Uh, Patty is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and seven-figure event producer. As a global influencer and thought leader, she works with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers who are experts in their field to help them fully identify their expertise, attract and convert their ideal buyers, gain massive visibility, package their knowledge, and position them in the marketplace to leverage the media and create marketing strategies that are profitable not painful. Her mission is to help her clients make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account and to master their marketing and monetize their business uh, in a way that creates transformation for both them and their clients while designing a lifestyle they want to live. And without further ado, we welcome Patty Farmer to the show. Patty, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous, Chris. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we are so, such a such a pleasure to have you here. And uh, and you know, we in in today's world, I mean, we're going through this transformation with the you know this pandemic that we've been in uh, now going on. It's going to be two years in March. It's hard to believe that you know that two years have gone by that we've been living in this this uh, through this pandemic. And you know, when it comes to sales, it's obviously change the way things are getting done. I mean, you used to have, you know, be able to meet people in person and you can still obviously where you're out there. I'm at a, you know, you know, I'm out at an event uh, 
uh, later today here. And when it comes to, you know, sales and, you know, putting the social back into sales, if you could talk about, again, how the strategy is evolved, you know, going through this, this, this challenging period that we've been through over the last year and a half or so. Absolutely. Well, I think right now, you know, social selling by definition is the process of developing relationships as part of the sales process. Now, I think most of us who've been in business for a while realize that developing relationships has always been a part of the sales process, but how we were doing it, right? You know, how many of us can say, oh, you know, how business is built is over coffee, right? You know, I mean, I've been hearing that. I come from a networking background. And for a long time, that was really, really true. But then again, how many of us, whether that coffee is virtual or in person, if you don't do your work first or your due diligence, you walk away from that thinking, wow, there's 90 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back, right? So you really have to develop a strategy to really know how to incorporate social selling in a way that truly does put social back in the sales process and really does enable you to be able to build those relationships. Because I'm going to tell you, Chris, the reality is the only difference between a contact and a contract is the R, and that R stands for relationships. Wow, that's so true, Patty. And, and so when you, when you talked about, you know, you know, a lot of times now we're meeting people virtually through zoom you know zoom is the you know the biggest platform you know of course there's other platforms out there as well so what would be the thing like in today's environment like what would you recommend when you were talking about relationships like you know and using social media and using other types of strategies that could help to you know nurture and build those relationships Absolutely. So I think that one of the things that is so important is people are always talking about sales opportunities, right? Networking opportunities. It's always about the opportunity. And most people just say, you know, we're looking for, you know, ops, speaking ops. We're looking for all kinds of different ops. So for me, op really stands for other people's people. And we live in a world that that's really what it's about right now, especially virtually, but it works in person too. It's not just you anymore, right? You know, you have a whole network, whether you realize it or not, whether you built it correctly, effectively, and profitably remains to be seen, but you do have one, right? So the thing that's really important now is how do you get in front of other people's people in a way that really you're social, but it also leads to sales. And I'll give you a really easy, quick example of that, Facebook groups. So this could happen in LinkedIn groups too, but I really see it predominantly in Facebook groups. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time in Facebook groups. You know, our bandwidth isn't the same as it used to be, right? We're having to do a lot more um, things now in the pandemic and as we're coming out of it. But think about it this way. A lot of times I would see people, and I'm sure you've seen it too, they go into Facebook groups and they're in these Facebook groups and they're spending all this time reading things, waiting for somebody to please say something so that I can comment and you know share value. I'm not saying they're not sharing value, but they're sharing some type of value that leads you to see and know what it is that they do. The problem with that 
is it's you and 25 other people who do what you do that are doing yeah. the same thing, right? So unless you're one of the first ones to see, all of a sudden, you know, they're going to be, you know, private messaging like 50 people. Here's a better strategy. So a better strategy would be to figure out the demographic and find groups where your target market is, right? Where are your people and build a relationship with the organizer of the group. Now I have several Facebook groups myself and I have to tell you, not one time has somebody reached out to me and said, you know what, Patty, I see we serve the same audience. How could I contribute more within your group and what could we do together? Not one time. So here's what I'm gonna say contact the organizer. And if you told the organizer, and first of all, the first thing you should do is find out what the organizer does. Because I have to tell you, a lot of times what will happen is you'll go into a group that organizer does something very similar to you. And I don't believe in competition, right? However, here's the thing you got to know that whether that organizer believes in competition themselves, if she has a loyal or he has a loyal following and somebody comes into a group and starts talking about something that's similar the people in that group already are going to be loyal to her. They're like, oh my gosh, how could they come into her group and do this and do that, which makes you look bad. Where if you yeah. just went to the host and said, you know, I see we do similar things or not, right? And I really love this group and I would really love to find a way where, you know, I could serve you and your audience and like, let's find some ways that maybe I could be a benefit to you and you could contribute in my group. Now, what happens is you have her blessing, right? And now she's going to come behind you and say nice things about you, which is going to allow all those other people in the group to say, oh, well, if she doesn't have a problem with it, we don't have a problem with it. She's going to tell you who you should connect with in the group. You know, so I would say, you know, this is your group. So who would you say that based on this conversation we've had? Can you think of three or five people that you're thinking, oh, wow, you really need to meet them? Or is there a co-hosted masterclass we could give? But now you're serving and contributing with her or him. And all of a sudden that changes everything when you build that relationship in that same group. Wow. I love that because, you know, it, and it comes down to not what you just shared and, and it kind of resonated with me and correct me if I'm, you know, I, when I heard what you said, you know, obviously, you know, if you have similar skills and similar strengths and how you help people, you're going to that person out of courtesy and you're connecting with that organizer of that group. You know, in this case, not only based on similar interests and skills that you offer, but also values. And when you connect on those values, whatever those may be, whatever those shared values may be, like you said, it, it's not about competition, whether, you know, it's about, it's, it's about collaboration. And there could be so many opportunities that are, you know, could be available to the organizer through you or, and it could help you as well. And, and then obviously the audience wins because they're getting great content that, that inspires them or, 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 you know, it, it allows them to take action and do something for themselves. I love that. And, you know, really, honestly, not only that, but if you're in a group where they don't have to really be that similar to you, but only in yeah. the sense that you serve the same market, right? So there's yeah. some of the same people there that serve the same market as you, but they do it in a different way, which is very, very collaborative. 
But also, and I'm sure, you know, you have this show, I'm sure it's happened to you a hundred times like it does to me, right? You know, so my show, Marketing, Media, Money, I can't even tell you how many times people say, oh, Patty, I would love to be a guest on your show. Um, I have a marketing company and I would love to come on your show and share with people. And I'm always thinking to myself, did you not read what I do? <laughs> right. But here's the other thing. But then I've had other people come to me and say, you know what, Patty, I've been in marketing for you know 15 years and I love that you talk about this. And, and here's kind of what I specialize in. And I've never seen you do a show on that before. And I'm like, oh, wow, I love that perspective or that insight, because that's what it really is. If you're serving your audience, anybody who serves your audience or even if they do, I feel like for me, when people overlap with me, is the best because now we get it. So when we have a conversation and we're sharing, people are getting different perspectives and insights. And there's true value in building that relationship for you, for the other person, and for your audience. Yeah, so, so true. I, I like that a lot. And and when you talk about groups, Patty, I mean, there there are a lot of groups on on facebook there's a lot of groups in on linkedin uh i mean there could even now there could even be groups i mean just in a different way they're more like in a messenger type format on instagram and then you got uh you know telegram and you know you got all you got all these different places that you can you can network and share content what do you feel like is is is, is it you know is there a certain amount of groups i mean of course it's based on the audience you serve but is more better or is less better I'm going to say here, less is more. So I think that it's really important. It's not about how many groups you're in. It's how active you are. I mean, people notice if you just kind of, you know, spray and pray, so to speak. You just, you know, find groups that have promo threads in them and you only post on those days when it's a benefit to you and there's no contribution. So it's really, really important. So what I like to say is you really need to have I tell my clients 10 is perfect, Like you know, and you're not always going to be super active in 10, but I say, let's do 10. We can always change them, but you want to do like five of them where your audience is there, right? And then you want to do one or two in a group where maybe there's a new market that you want to get into. So it's always good to be in there, kind of pay attention and see what's working. You know, you also want to be in one or two with peers. So, for example, both you and I are speakers. So being in some speaking groups is always really great. Um, building relationships with them. I mean, from that point of view, as a speaker myself, every time I speak and I build a relationship with those event planners. So here's one of a step that would work is to really build that relationship. And when that event is over. Now, of course, they want to relax and, you know, kind of do what everybody does after you have an event, right? Recover. But then to be able to say, you know, so Chris, I see that you put on this event and I really love being a part of this event. And now that I kind of see who your demographic is and what you like to do, and I know that you just had me speak, I just want you to know at your next event, if you're looking for other speakers, I would love to introduce you to a few speakers that would literally fit this model for you. And would that be a benefit to you? And I replace myself on every speaking engagement with somebody else. So think about it. If you build relationships with speakers and each of us were replacing ourselves with other speakers, we'd have plenty of places to speak. No, that's so true. And I, I, I really like that a lot, you know, 
because like I said, that's what it's all about. You know, you know, joint venture collaboration. And, and when you, you know, when you give, you know, you give value or, or you, you know, you help somebody else, you know, it comes back to you. It's not that it has to be reciprocated from the person you help, but that it, it does come back to you. I really, really love that. So, you know, in terms of if you were recommending, you know, somebody is just kind of like, you know, learning all about this for the first time, Patty, what would you recommend? Again, you know, you talked about 10 groups or less would be a good, or 10 groups would be a good point. What would be like some ways that you would recommend them going out and finding, you know, those groups that align best with their, uh, with their audience or again, with the types of people they want to associate with? So here's my number one tip. My number one tip is who do you already know that you have a relationship with that you know provides value and serves your market? And when you're having conversations with them, so like on your podcast, if it's somebody that you have on, being able to say to them, you know, so Chris, are you in some Facebook groups? Where do you get the most results that's really, really working for you? And ask them and they'll share them with you. I mean, if somebody said to me, Patty, which Facebook groups are you in that that are really working for you? If I really respected that person and I had a relationship with them, I would want to help them from going to group to group to group. And I'd say, oh, these three groups or these five groups would be perfect for you. So ask the people you trust that you know provide value and that you've built a relationship with already. That's the number one easiest answer and the fastest. Mm, Well, that's great. Great information. Uh, we hope that listeners that you're taking notes and again, you can listen to the show in its entirety later today. So, so again, there's a lot of great information that Patty is sharing and, and, and more and more to come from her. So we got plenty of time left in the show here today. So Patty, we got about uh, just over a minute before the break. If you would like to just kind of summarize for the listeners, just some of the key points about uh, groups uh, that you talked about and, uh, you know, some ways that, again, that, that can really, really get across to them and the importance of using groups to really, uh, you know, connect and build those relationships. Absolutely. So I would say you really want to really nail this down for what are the groups, because ultimately you're going to want to have a group of your own, because why go out and look when you can bring them to you, but you want to have relationships with enough people to invite them in so that they provide value as well. But I think the thing that you want to remember is on Facebook, on the left side, you can pin your groups. There's a place to pin them so you can find them easily. And 10 is the number they will allow you to pin. And so that way you don't forget, they're really easy for you to find. And that's why 10 is the number. And you can do searches on Facebook based on what you're looking for. So I would say use the search feature, pick 10, pin them to the side so you know really quickly and it'll help you to be more active and always provide value before you try to sell. Wow. Wow. Great information. Great points. Again, take notes, everybody. We got more to come with Patty Farmer when it comes to putting uh, five steps to putting social back into sales. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. We're here with Patty Farmer talking about the five steps of putting social back into sales. Again, this is some great information. We hope if you're just joining us, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influencer Channel and also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. So, Patty, you know, you had provided some great information about groups and, you know, ways to really help start, you know, nurturing those relationships. Uh, Are there any stats that you can share with us about, you know, putting social back into sales that you can share with us that can really paint the bigger picture of how the steps that you're going to share with us can really apply to, you know, really elevate someone's business to the next level? Awesome. Thank you for asking that because I really think stats really help us. So the first thing I think it's important for everyone to really be thinking about, it's always about what's the lens you're looking through, right? And now more than ever, it's really important to make sure we're looking through the correct lens. So I really feel like when you're thinking about social selling or sales in general, really, that the lens we need to be looking through is that we need to remember that the modern consumer is three things. They're digitally driven, they're socially connected, and they're mobile empowered. Those three things matter. So everything we do, we need to remember, digitally driven, but we're socially connected, but we're mobile empowered. So we need to take those three things. So I I hope that that's the, if anything, that's the thing that they get. So here's a couple statistics that I think are super important. Um, One would be that Buyers are already 57% through the purchase process before a salesperson even speaks to them. So that means they're already starting to create their thoughts and their decision, and you haven't even talked to them yet. 57%. So that's really important. Another one is that 74% of today's business-to-business buyers, that they conduct more than half of their research online before they make a decision. And then this one is really kind of crazy. So by 2021, I think we're, I mean, by 2022, I think we're already there. Customers will manage 85% of their interactions with a company without ever interacting with a human. Think wow. About, think about the last time you tried to go to a bank. 
right? And oh, no, they don't want you to talk to anybody. You have to do everything online or, right? You know, so I think it's really important. But here's the one that I think matters the most. Buyers who have, who use social media have larger budgets, typically 84% larger than the budgets of buyers who do not use social media. Well, wow, that's very interesting stat. I like that stat. <laughs> so when you think about it, if you're not using social and social selling, these are the people who have the budgets to hire you. So you're kind of leaving a lot of money on the table, which I think, you know, keeping those things in mind really leads us to really what the steps are, right? So if you want to, let's kind of jump right in there. But so step one is know your ABCs. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is that you should always be connecting, (laughs) always be connecting. And more importantly, always be connecting to the right people. You know, it's, this is where you really need to be thinking about it and being very, very intentional about who your people are. So you need to do that and then always be connecting every day in a multitude of ways. So here's one of the things that I do every single day. This literally takes me like 10 minutes or less, but I write them up beforehand. So that makes it even easier, right? So every day I reach out to 10 people, either text, Facebook, Messenger, email, whatever works for you or whatever way you know how to get a hold of them. And I reach out to connect and I never try to sell them anything or never talk about that. So for example, I have one for every day of the week. So Wednesday, for example, I'll send somebody just a random text and, you know, hey, Chris, you know, I just want you to know that today's Wednesday and I've been thinking about you today. I personally believe that the wealth is in the relationships that we build and I'm really glad we're working on ours. And that's it. That's all I'll say. And basically, all I'm doing is reconnecting and getting in front of people. And I kind of do it randomly. So I'll have different ones. I have like a uh, like a Word document. And basically, yep. I just scroll through my feed. And when I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't talked to them in a while and whatever. And then I just send them a message, copy and paste, and I move on. And I don't ever try to do sales. But you would not believe about 80% of the time or more, they reach back to me and say, oh, my gosh, probably I haven't talked to you in a long time. We need to jump on a call. And then I always say, well, you know, before we get on that call, like, what are you working on? Is there a project or something you're working on? I want to make sure that when we get on that call, I can strategically serve you if I can, you know, and offer you some support. And like now I already know. So, of course, part of sales is knowing, you know, what they're working on before you ever get on that call, right? And that was easy. I do it in like 10 minutes. So always be connecting, copy and paste, simple but remember in your mind that what you're looking for is to just reconnect and start a conversation, but being intentional. Like, why are you having that conversation with them? So not just random people, but making sure that you're very intentional. So that's step one. Step two is know who your audience is, which really kind of helps you. And here's where I really feel is super important. Now, you know, obviously I'm in marketing, but I hear a lot of times people say, oh, well, I really want to talk to my target market. You know, it's all about my target market. Here's what I'm going to say, Chris. It starts with your target market, but that's not where the gold is. It's not where sales is. It's not even where social really should be. You need to be talking to your target buyers. And so mm. for those of those out there who don't know the difference between the target market and target buyer, 
Your target market is somebody who has a problem and you have a solution. That's your target market. And I'm going to tell you, reaching out and telling somebody, oh, guess what? Oh, I see that, you know, your hair is thinning. You know, I have a product that would do that. Oh, they, you know, they may not want to hear that. But your target buyer is somebody who has a problem of which you have a solution, but they're actively looking for the solution. Big difference, right? Big difference. So you need to know who your audience of target buyers are. Mm. And that is where you need to be spending your time. Wow, that's a that's a great point. And what would be some of the things you could share, Patty, with that? Like, like you know, that, that distinguish the audience and the buyers. The, those cues where you know that there people are in in that position to buy. That you you know maybe you've built that rapport, and there you know that that the the desire to buy or utilize somebody's services is evident. You know, or those those cues that lead that will lead to that. Okay, well, I'll give you a couple examples first because I think that helps. So one of the examples that I like to say is, so say somebody is, um, she has a sports car. So say there's this woman and she's driving this sports car. She loves her sports car, right? And you're a SUV salesman, right? And she's obviously not interested in an SUV because she really loves her sports car. However, you know, you see her talking on social media and she's talking about, oh, man, like, I don't want to trade in my sports car. I love it, but I just found out I'm pregnant with twins. She's not going to get two car seats in the back of that sports car. Right? So this is where you really need to actively listen. Like another one is if you're in real estate, for example, a lot of times what I hear realtors do all the time is that they want to talk to people about buying or selling a house. Those aren't the cues you should be listening for. The cues, because really, if you talk to people and say, oh, do you know anybody who's buying or selling a house? By the time they could introduce you, those people probably already have a realtor. What you really need to be listening for are the cues for the problem, which are something like, oh, you know, we are, you know, we're getting ready to have empty nest syndrome. Our kid, you know, our last one's going off to college. I don't know. Are they going to sell their house and get a smaller house now? Right. So it's the cue. So it's training the people that, you know, to say, hey, this is what you listen for. When you hear this, that's the introduction that would really benefit me. And then knowing what is it that differentiates you. So using that same realtor example, I always ask three questions to my people. And these are the things I want to know. So the first thing I don't do, and I always, I'm going to say right now, if you're using this in your conversations, I'm going to encourage you to never say it again. And I know that's strong, but I'm going to give you another option. So I know a lot of times what we always want to say is, so what do you do? I don't want to know what people do. I don't mm. ever say that question. What I want to know is who do you serve? So the three questions I want to know that tell me everything I need to know. Who do you serve? What's the value you bring to the marketplace? And what's differentiates you from everybody else that does what you do. Those three things, I could ask them those questions in less than five minutes. And then my last question is, so where are you the most active on social media? There's no reason to connect in with them on LinkedIn if they're always on Facebook, right? Ask them, where are you the most active? And so when I'm in person, an in-person tip, 
that I use for that. So um, I probably get more people reach out to me to say how great this tip is. So if you're not listening and you do in person, this is a tip that you're going to want, which is when I'm winding up a conversation, we're getting to the point where we are going to maybe or maybe not exchange business cards. I always ask them, so where are you the most active on social media? Where do you hang out? And for me, I know you can't see me, but picture your business card. And for me, the top right corner of my business card is LinkedIn. The bottom is Twitter. And then it's Instagram. And then it's Facebook going around my card. Everybody's could be different. So if they say to me, oh, I spend all my time on LinkedIn. After we have that conversation, I bend the corner of the business card in the top right. That tells me that they told me. So now when I go home and I have all these business cards, my call to action isn't to go stalk them, go find them everywhere. The only thing I have to do is to go find the one place they just told me that they hang out and my call to action is done in a minute. So it's really a a good tip to be able to do something easy. So if you know those things, so then to kind of wind up that concept would be if I was talking to a realtor and this happened to me, And I said to her, I said, so what differentiates you from everybody else that does what you do? And of course, she's like, Patty, I'm a realtor. Everybody knows at least 10. And I said, I don't know. Well, let's kind of have a conversation. And she told me that what happens is that before she became a realtor, she used to work for a builder in the negotiation department. And she knew everything that could be negotiated on and what couldn't. Now, if you were buying a house from a builder, would you want a realtor who could tell you everything they could negotiate on and everything they couldn't? So here's the thing know your value. So here's what I always want to say, know who you serve. So when they hear, they know whether or not they serve them too. And that's what you should be listening for. When I say to someone, I know lots and lots of people, what's the value that you bring to the marketplace that I could tell them? Well, now they want to tell me the good stuff. They're not talking about their dog and their kids and the weather. Now they're like, oh, wow, you know a lot of people and you're willing to tell them about me. Oh, here's the value I bring to the marketplace. And then when I ask them what differentiates them and they tell me that and they tell me where they hang out. Those questions happen in less than five minutes and I know exactly what to do from there. Where do they fit? Should I be continuing to connect with them? Do I want to take it to coffee or an in-person meeting? You just need to be very, very intentional what you're asking. I love what you said. I mean, you said a couple words that stuck out and, you know, I'm sure the listeners did too. And of course, you know, I love the active listening, what you said, because we many times are not listening to relate and understand. We're listening to respond because you talked about, you know, who do they serve? What are the challenges that you could help them solve? It's not like what you do. And then you said about intentional and which, I, which is, which, you know, you've got to have that intention of, what you know what what ser- you know what they serve in terms of who they serve but h- so you know how to serve them so this way you're 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 serve you're, you're communicating in a way once you've related and understood them something that can actually help them would that be safe to say if i heard that correctly absolutely and you know if you're an influencer i'm an influencer i know you're an influencer too right the reality is being an influencer means it's like when somebody says they're an expert Well, I'd like to think that everybody who does what they do, that they're an expert at it. But are you an authority at it? Because being an authority means that you're able to influence and specifically influence them into a purchasing decision, right? But you have to have the right information. And so that's why I really feel social selling does that for you because it allows you to ask questions and find out information. So I'm going to tell you, Chris, 
I have, when I tell people this, it blows them away. I have a 100%, that's strong, a 100% success rate of people showing up when I make an appointment with them, whether it's in person or whether it's virtual. And here's why. The reason why is because I am so intentional and value my time. So I want to know this information before I would ever, ever get on a call with them. Right. So here's what I do. So say we made an appointment. I asked you those questions. You gave great answers. I really could see how it would be really great for us. And here's what I would say. So I would, you know, so now think about it. You're at an event, you know, like, especially if you're a speaker, you're talking to a lot of people. How are you going to stand out? Right. So here's how I do it. So I'd say, so Chris, I know we're going to meet, I would email this to you. So Chris, I know we're going to meet, you know, at the coffee shop, you know, Thursday at two o'clock. I would really, really love it is when you email me back and you confirm for me that you're going to be able to meet, if you could share with me like in one or two sentences, who your ideal client is and who would you like to be introduced to? And if you could email that back to me, here's why I'm asking. And here's the punchline. The reason why I'm asking you that is so this way I have time between now and Thursday. So if I have those introductions, referrals or opportunities, I'll bring them with me when we meet. And I've had a chance to already go through my database. Mm-hmm. Now, would you show up or not show up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's value there, right? You know, the people are looking for, they're looking to meet their avatar or, you know, uh, a, a, a a customer or a client that would align to how they can, how you could help them. I think also what happens is, you know, you and I were speakers. So we're at events, you know, you know, a lot of times when you're talking to somebody and you feel like they're not really listening, they're just like waiting for you to pause so they can talk. Right. Or you're talking to somebody and you really feel like you have this really great connection. And like, you're thinking to yourself, wow, I really want to continue this conversation. So there's always a lot of different things that happen and you really do want to stand out. So I never go to any event because think about this. So say you're going to go to an event, there's 150 people, right? So here you are, you're getting ready for this event. You know, you're putting your tie on, you're looking all slick and you're thinking to yourself, oh, wow, I can't wait to go to this event of 150 people. And, you know, you have something that you want to share and you want to talk about it, something you do, Right. Well, if 150 people are each doing that and the goal of everybody is to get there because they want to tell somebody about what it is they're doing and nobody ever wants to be sold to, how is that going to work? Right? I mean, that's just not going to work. But if you flip the switch on that and you said, you know what, I'm going to take inventory. This is what I do. And this is how one of the steps, right, about listening and then providing relevant content and value. So this is step three. What I do is I think about what assets do I have? So my assets are, for example, I publish a magazine. I have a podcast. I have a network, right? I have a Facebook group, like, like whatever those assets are. Not everybody is a podcast host or has a magazine, but we all do have some type of community or something. And so when I'm talking to people at events and I ask them questions, I'm really clear about, you know, what's the reason you're attending this event? And I always say, oh, I'm looking for great guests for my show. I'm always looking for this. So it's always about what's the value that I can bring them. Believe me, if they talk to a hundred people, I am one of the people that when they go home, they're going to take out and go, oh, this is somebody I want to stay in contact with and connect. Mm. Wow, Patty, this is some great, great information. Uh, this is, again, everybody, this is uh, a show that you're going to want to go back to 
uh, after and listen again. There are a lot of golden nuggets here. And this is important here. These are things that can change the scope of your business, what Patty is sharing. And again, you're going to have an opportunity to get in contact with Patty when she shares her contact information here uh, later in the show. Uh, we got to go to break, but when we come back, we got more to come with Patty Farmer here with the steps and how to put social back into sales. And we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're here with Patty Farmer, Five Steps to Putting Social Back into Sales. Today's show is being brought to you again by Alumni Direct. Again, this is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni back together, also a a place to meet new people from anywhere in the world. Uh, Check them out at alumnidirect.com. They take all the noise out of social media, no notifications, just genuine, authentic connections and opportunities to really uh, also help grow your career and your business. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. So, Patty, we, uh, you had really, in that second segment, just you, were, you had really provided a lot of golden nuggets when it came to the five steps. You, met, you covered three, and I know you still have two more to share. If you could share that with the audience, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. So, step four is one that I think is kind of obvious but gets missed a lot, which is collaboration versus competition. So, here's what I want to say. We all know people who kind of do what we do, maybe in a different way. I mean, we all travel in circles. Like if you're a speaker, you probably know 10 people who can speak somewhat on the same topic as you, right? And stuff, but in a different way. So I always like to say one of the things you should do or think about doing is an analysis of that. And here's what that looks like. So if somebody said to me, Patty, when you're talking about marketing, I could pretty much tell you 
the same three to five names that if people are thinking about hiring me, that people recognize whether accurate or not, these are the people that they think are similar to me, right? Pretty much, you know, if you say, oh, who are the experts on XYZ, you'll always be able to think of three to five people, right? So think about who those three to five people are that your audience would also think are similar to you, whether they are or not, right? So, but think about who those are, because this here is the golden opportunity, because what you want to do is go look at their website, go look at their stuff that they're putting out there, and I want you to analyze through this lens. What are they covering really, really well that I'm not covering? Is this an opportunity for me that maybe I could expand? Or you need to look at it and say, well, they have this gap here that they're not talking about at all. And I've really covered that. Well, that's a really great opportunity to collaborate with them and say, oh, I'd love for us to do this masterclass together or, or to co-host a webinar. And this is what I'll talk about. And I would love for you to talk about this because now you're getting in front of their audience for all their people that he's not talking about that, but you are and vice versa. So there's always these opportunities. So you should always be looking at the people that you or your audience would consider your competition just for opportunities. Where's the gap? Where's money being left on the table? What are they doing that maybe would be very simple for you to add on? Or maybe you actually kind of do it, but you don't talk about doing it. So nobody knows that you do it. So really kind of think about that. Just sit down with a pen and paper Get on the internet for five or 10 minutes and boom, this right here is simple, which kind of leads us to step five, which is probably the most important one, which is that you need to create social offer. So now we've put all this together about how to do it socially, but here's what the most important thing is. So we have a customer journey, everybody does, but here's what is really important. Sometimes your audience are just becoming aware that they have that problem, right? So they're not really thinking about doing anything yet. But then after that, they start going, hmm, I'm kind of interested. And maybe I should think about improving that, right? Maybe I should take some leadership classes. Maybe I should hire a coach. Like maybe I should think about doing something. So they're kind of interested. But then the third stage is evaluation. Now they've made the decision that they're going to hire somebody but they're evaluating who the somebody is that they're going to hire. Okay, so there's two more steps to where they purchase and then making them a loyal fan. But I just want to talk about the first three because here's what happens. People decide that they're going to get on social and they'll create posts or articles or blog, whatever the case may be, and they're talking to people in all three stages in the same post. That is the biggest mistake right there because somebody who's only in the awareness stage and they're not in the evaluation stage, you can't talk to them the same way. So what you're talking about could be the same, but how you talk to them, how you use your voice needs to change. So we all are pretty clear that the voice you use on Facebook should not be the voice you use on LinkedIn. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about that is so true. But who is the person? So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be talking to all the phases, but not in the same post, not the same blog, not in the same interview. So think about it. Who am I talking to? Am I talking to somebody that I'm taking them through the journey of the steps? So I'm talking to them 
about just becoming aware of the problem. Then I'm kind of ramping it up a little bit and I'm talking about them. If they were interested, what would that information be that they would need to know to move them into evaluation? And then what could I start saying that would help them to understand that if they're evaluating, I am the right person. So if you're mixing all those up on social and you're doing social offers and they are not converting, that's where you should take a look first because you're not talking to the right people at the right time in the right way that they need in order for them to be able to make a decision and move forward. Wow, that's some great, great insight, Uh, some valuable information, what you just shared. So what are some, like I said, you, you gave some great, you know, some good insight there. What would be like another example you could share, like where, like, like you said, where that can, somebody can make it, you know, uh, alter something that, that they've been doing that is just, you know, leaving people hanging and this way now it gets people to really, re, you know, really engage. Okay. So I know I'm talking about speaker because we're both speakers and not everybody that's listening is probably is a speaker. But when you're thinking about it, I always like to say reverse engineer it. Mm. So if you can ask yourself this, what's the action you want them to take? So whether that action is you just want them to download, you know, a free gift, whether you want them to actually purchase, you know, your lower tier thing, right? What, whatever it is. Or maybe it's that you're selling a $5,000 coaching program, whatever it is, what are the steps? So if that's the ultimate step, then you need to ask yourself, well, what would they need to know before they would be willing to take that step? And then write that down. And then you're just like, okay, well, and maybe say, we'll just say that 5,000, we'll use that as an example. Well, maybe before they'd be willing to spend $5,000 because the more amount of time they build that no like trust. So why people can't, don't always purchase is because either The price isn't right because you haven't built up enough trust, enough rapport, or enough value, right, to make it easy. And when people ask you a lot of questions about price, that should be your clue that that's what it is. So rather than trying to talk about price, start talking about value, right? And so really what you want to think about is, okay, so before $5,000, that's kind of expecting a lot for them to think that they just heard me talk for, you know, 30 minutes on a podcast, right? That might not be where you need to go. So what would they need before that? So maybe they need something for $1,500. Okay, and before that, what would they need? Okay, so maybe they wanna see how do I work? So maybe they need to see some type of webinar where I really give a lot of value to them, not a teaser webinar. I actually don't believe in those, but really value there, right? And then maybe before that, they do need some type of $97 offer, Right. So I'm not saying it is kind of a funnel, but it's really more in a, I mean, there are funnels and that's not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm really talking about is how are you giving your content and dropping your content to them? So when you go back, you need to know, well, if somebody was just becoming aware, you need to just kind of start doing some, you know, graphics, maybe some quotes, maybe some memes, just kind of sharing. So they're like, oh, wow. And they just become aware of that. And they're like, well, I think I kind of do that too. Interest is like when they really see it's a problem, they're like, wow, I really do that a lot. Maybe I really should think about, you know, getting some help with that and then getting them to evaluation. But now you're kind of built that rapport and trust with them. So now you're going to really step it up with the social offers of easy steps for them to take. And that's like when you would get on a discovery call with someone, right? Because now when you've done the awareness and the interest, 
first. And also, just so you know, I have this whole grid on how much information, like somebody who's aware they need graphics, somebody who's evaluating, they're looking at thousand word articles, somebody, these are just examples, somebody who is, you know, in the interested stage, they just want to read like blog posts that are like 300 words. So, so there's like the kind of content you could be dropping to them too that can move them from the stages. But you just have to know that if you're going to be wanting to socially do it, you need to do these steps one through four first. So when you get to step five, you've created the right platform, you have the right offers, you've built the right relationship, and you're using your voice speaking to the right people in the right way to the right offer. Wow. Great, great insight. Again, these are, these are five golden steps. And again, you know, not, you know, would it safe to say, Patty, we don't, they don't have to like, you know, master all five at one time. It's just getting, you know, getting down one or, you know, two or three, and then working your way up to really uh, master this process. This is uh, been great information that you shared. And I'm good. You know, many people I advise to go back and listen to the show. It's in, in its entirety. Patty, you, you've shared so much wealth of information here today. I want to thank you personally. I'd like to leave this next uh, few minutes, if you could share with the audience how they can get in contact to, with you, what you're up to, and anything that you'd like to provide them. Oh, thank you so much. So, you know, we've talked a lot about insights here and really getting that perspective. So the first thing I would like to do is whether you ever connect with me or not, I want to provide something of value to you. Right. And so I think I mentioned earlier that everything I do is my brand is marketing, media and money. And so what I'd like to do is I have an assessment. It's like 20 questions. Simple, simple. You can take it in three minutes. And it is an assessment that when you take it, you will know exactly what you're doing right. Because it's really important to know what am I doing right? So I know what skill things I should apply at first. And then what are a few tweaks I need to make? And then what do I need to do for massive growth? And it's no pitch at all, three minutes. And you can just grab that assessment by going to www.m3, which stands for Marketing Media Money, m3bizquiz.com. So m3bizquiz.com will get you that assessment. And then lastly, I want to um, be a resource for you, right? So I think I told you that I publish a magazine, Marketing Media Money. And the magazine is free and I have a lot of resources of what's working right now to help you build your business, me and my network. So you can grab a free copy of that by going to marketingmediamoney.com. No, and marketingmediamoney.com. And you can grab the magazine for free there too. So take the assessment, grab the magazine, tap into me, your audience, my audience, and be able to just pick and choose which one of these things. It will definitely help you with your business. Wow. Wow. I, we encourage everybody to take advantage of this offer. And I highly recommend that you, you get in contact with Patty. If you are serious about scaling your business, using social and putting that back into sales, she's offered a lot of great value here with her today to take time out of her busy schedule. Patty, thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate you and listeners. We appreciate you each and every week shown up here the sustainable success way uh it's uh, you know it's about you and why we're here every week to bring in guests and experts like patty farmer to deliver value to help scale your lives and businesses to the next level uh till next time we'll be here at thursday uh next week on november 
uh, fourth. So God, we're already going to be in November. So we'll see you Thursday at 12 o'clock East coast time, nine o'clock Pacific standard time. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. And we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.